Is there a mass alien agenda? And is the narrative maybe not what we have thought? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today I'm going to be talking about a very, very interesting subject, getting much deeper down the rabbit hole of what we've been talking about lately. Um, I'm going to talk about an alien agenda or a possible alien agenda. You can approach this at any angle you want within your own understanding at your own pace, but I am going to share and lay out what I currently understand, what I believe um, is actually going on, and we are going to be looking at the Holy Bible today. So I do that with all love and respect. However, I warn you, this will not be the narrative that you have heard, and I will explain it hopefully better if you have heard this narrative before than just a conspiracy type video. I will actually give you the references and actually give you the ties to understand what is going on. And the question we're posing today is God actually Satan and is Jesus Lucifer? Now, again, that is a very strong subject there. I totally understand that. So I want to approach this in love and light. Welcome, Missy. Welcome, Jason. How are you guys doing? Um, Missouri girl, what is going on? Jim, what is up? How are you doing, my friend? Welcome over here on Facebook, uh, everybody. So what I'm going to be talking about, yeah, absolutely. Kelly says the agenda is to keep us in uh, 3D and not ascend into 4 and 5D. Absolutely. Um, the entire system is set up from uh, our pol politico to our economy to our uh, religiosities. Um, everything is set up to keep us in a reincarnation cycle so that that energy can be harvested by the God of this world. And we see that uh, undertone through all different mythologies, through a lot of different understandings. That esoteric story is the same through everything. Now, when it comes to the Bible, we have 66 books. I won't get into how the Bible was canonized. You can literally go do a deep dive history lesson on that. It will blow your mind and help you deconstruct more than anything. If you understand the character of the individuals that canonize the Bible, it will blow your mind. Go check that out. Do your own research always. And I'm just going to kind of jump in and assume that you've deconstructed from the narrative that somehow the Bible is the written word of God. What we believe here in this community and what I teach on this channel is that the word of God is within us that logos, that divine expression of the supreme being is within each of us. And we look at the idea of alien gods, multiple alien gods or higher evolutionary entities than us that wanted to keep us trapped on this planet. Um, and so that's how I look at all of this faith, spirituality, and paranormal as a big whole, uh, a whole sandwich to be eaten as one rather than keep it all separate to actually think about think about the logic of this like what actually makes sense what narrative makes more sense and what are you actually drawn to and that's what i'm going to talk about today so there's a lot of narratives going around right now and people will take what i'm saying and they kind of flip it on its end and use it for their own agenda and that's not what i'm trying to do here i just want to give you the data and let you make up your mind about it um, so one of the things that we are going to look at today is God of the Bible. What we would just consider God, 
Uh, not what the new age considers God, not what necessarily the Hindu or the Buddhist, uh, you know, considers God, but like more of your Western tradition of God as a bearded man or the, the, the maker of this world, uh, the one that gave us the written law of morality, that type of thing. Uh, we're going to look outside of that today and we're going to look at God as more of an entity that is in and through all things that is present within wavelengths of light that is there within the warmth and love within all entities where we are literally a part of a massive body of the true God, which would be again, a supreme loving being that doesn't need worship. doesn't need to be called the one true God. doesn't need any of these sacrifices or anything. He's literally experiencing everything. He, she, they, it, them, are literally experiencing everything through all of the entities that are created within the web of that intelligence. Um, and that is literally like, you know, multiverse upon multiverse, this entity is experiencing all realities. And that other forms of created beings are attempting to trap that power within these 3D worlds. The Earth being one of them, and I'm sure there's plenty more, you know, if you actually look at the size of our universe. So uh katrina says hands up absolutely mandy says uh god is just a title um so actually mandy that's what we're looking at today god of the old testament yahweh as satan um and that is actually very very biblical if you actually read your bible and you actually read what jesus is saying you realize that there's no coexistence between jesus and yahweh jesus is not the son of yahweh Jesus is actually this light bearer coming against the God of this world. Yahweh is the self-proclaimed God of this world. Uh, whether you want to call him Yahweh or Enlil or whatever, there's many, many, many different names and different traditions. But he's that egotistical God that delivers a law of morality and immediately breaks it, immediately unalives people, immediately goes back on his word, has to be bargained with by the prophets, Again, this is multicultural. All different cultures have different stories around this. So I'm not just, I'm speaking specifically about the Bible today because that's what I know the most about. But you can kind of look at all the different mythologies. You go even into the Sumerian mythology, you look at Inki or NK and Enlil. Uh, Enlil is like the brother that wanted to trap humanity. He got tired of them and wanted to just destroy all of them. And NK says, no, 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 no. I want to save them. He's the one that tells his half-son to build this ark and take samplings of the animals upon the earth so that he can take him out of this and then reseed the earth with the creation. Absolutely a different narrative than what you're going to hear sitting in church. And again, this is not conspiracy. This is, uh, go look at the ancient mythologies. Go look at how the Bible was canonized. Go look at the clear, logical distinctions between God in the Old Testament or this actual physical God um, and then the actual all divine, all encompassing spirit and truth of a loving father and light within the world. Uh, and that's a whole different, whole different um, narrative when we get into that. Thank you guys for the gifts, by the way. So uh, Christ Awakening says there are no aliens. They are demons. They are extraterrestrial and interdimensional. Um, by the way, Christ awakening, uh, let's just rephrase all those things, all those, you know, statements that say this is this and that is that that's one of the things I hold true on this channel. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you what is this and what is that and what is up or what is down. 
I'm here to tell you my understanding and here's what I think. Here's what I currently understand. Um, and based on the data that we have within our mythologies, within our spiritual traditions, here is what I see the most likely possibility to be. Thank you guys for the thousand stars on Facebook. God bless you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, Adam and Eve story is a reverse. Uh, good is evil and evil is good. Absolutely. A hundred percent Kimberly. Um, and that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about the shining one. We're going to talk about serpents. Why are serpents and shining ones interchangeable terms within the esoteric understanding? Um, a lot of what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about etymology, which is a study of words. We'll talk about uh, some mythologies, which a mythology is a story based on um, a true event or a true um, experience. And it's a story built to give an understanding of that. So when I say mythologies, whether it is Genesis or it is the Sumerian text or Egyptian lore or Greek mythology or whatever, it's all to try to understand all of these universal stories about what the nature of our reality is. And we have to remember that what religion turns into the search for righteousness, if you're on the esoteric side of things and you want all of humanity to ascend, you want everyone to love each other, you believe that a, an actual utopian um, reality is possible. And I'm not talking that we can build here in our 3D world. I mean in our consciousness. And then you start to read things from a different point of view and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus talks about himself being the light all the time. The word Lucifer, we're going to jump into this. Um, Merle, what's up, my brother? Yes, I can see your comments. Sorry, we got a thousand comments today. A lot of people on today. Thank you guys for the support. Um, this is something that a lot of people in our community has struggled with. It's something I struggled with, by the way. The day I realized this was two years in the making, probably even longer than that without me knowing it. Um, I agreed to give up everything in my life if I could only understand the truth. If I could only understand the truth about reality and the nature of, of who God, who or what God actually is. And I said I was willing to deconstruct from any of my religiosity or churchianity. I was willing to lose anything I needed to in my physical reality to give it up. Like, like literally take a whole new path that it was time to step into my life's work. I did that in 2020. Um, lost my business, which would have been my second or third business at that point to lose. I lost all of my stuff. We, we had to sell 90% of our stuff just to make ends meet, just to pay for life. Um, I had to sell my house. I had like a dream house in the country. Um, for me, it was a dream house. Maybe not for everyone, but for me, it was a beautiful, beautiful house, beautiful place in the country. Um, I had to let it go too. We had to sell it quick sell. What what can we do? We gotta we gotta save save it here. Like uh, when my business came crumbling down, it was the the final blow after the whole 2020 events. Um, but within all of that, I was making these agreements with the Supreme being with a higher intelligence, with the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was making that agreement that I'm willing to give up anything, but I want to step into my life's work and I want to be a spiritual practitioner. At that point, I didn't even know what that meant. I had no idea what that meant. I always thought I wanted to be a pastor or something like that. Tried many times actually, and it just never worked out or something happened and I ended up having to focus on something else or family stuff or whatever. There's always like something in the way. And I always thought it was like the devil. The devil doesn't want me to go preach about Jesus or whatever. 
you know, and, and it wasn't, it was like the universe, the Supreme being is saying like, no, 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 I have a higher revelation for you later. Like, just wait, just wait. And so here I am, this is what I get to do full time now. I'm so thankful. And with that said, the idea and the title of this is Jesus Lucifer. Does Jesus equal Lucifer and does God equal Satan? For all intents and purposes, I believe that to be true. That is uncomfortable for a lot of people. In fact, there's people within our community that it makes them sick to even think about it. And I was there, guys. I'm telling you, I, I threw up in the shower one night about a year ago when I like kind of came into full, the fullness of like, I really think this is the the authentic narrative. I think this is the that esoteric narrative that's hidden through all of our texts. Like we can look at all the spiritual texts. You can look at the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita. You can look at all the different spiritual texts throughout history. Uh, even the ancient mythologies and go, okay, there's a narrative of good versus evil, but there's also a narrative of light versus dark. And sometimes in that narrative, a dark God calls himself the only God. Now think about that. Sometimes in that narrative, a dark God calls himself God. And what am I referring to? I'm referring to first Kings eight twelve. Then Solomon said, Yahweh, has said that he would dwell in thick darkness. And then Isaiah 45 says, I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that it is I, Yahweh. By the way, who wants blessings from dark places? Not me. I'm going to pull my hand down. Who wants uh, a God that dwells in thick darkness? Not me. Not me. And then in First John one through five or one five, First uh, John chapter one verse five, it says, "This is the message which we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all." Well, that that's really contradictory. What like what's going on here? No, 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 no. God, you don't understand. God is he's so big. He can be all things. He can be, uh, he can be life. He can be death. He can be whatever he wants. No, 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 guys. Jesus spoke very specifically about who his father was. Then we get here into Jeremiah 32, 26 through 27. I'm just going to start pounding on this if that's cool with you guys. I'll come back to questions here in a minute, but I'm just going to run through a bunch of verses because we got some people here in the community that are absolutely hungry for like, what are the verses? What are the connections? I need to understand this. And if that's you, welcome our mythos community, we were talking about this yesterday. We have a uh, a call every single Saturday where we go live together and we talk about these issues. And we got to have a really, really great conversation yesterday for several hours. Um, love, love, love our mythos community. It's the mythos patron community. It supports directly what I'm doing here. It's over on my website if you're interested. It's only nine bucks a month, and I really, really appreciate your support with that. So please consider joining that if you love what I'm talking about today and you want to know more. Um, so Jeremiah 32, 26 through 27, then came the word of Yahweh to Jeremiah saying, Behold, I am Yahweh, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Okay, well, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, God could be the God of all, of all things, right? Like, well, then we get into John four twenty three through 24. It says, but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people 
the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. John 3, verse 5, says, Jesus answered, Most certainly, I tell you, unless one is born from water and spirit, he cannot enter into God's kingdom. That which is born of the flesh is of the flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is of spirit. So what born again do you want to be? Do you want to be born again in the flesh reincarnated? Or do you want to be born again into spirit, into the truth and the light, into the supreme abode with the supreme being? Not a heavenly realm that we think of here, but an actual eternal existence as a part of the actual creator energy within the universe. Then we hear many, many stories, including in the book of Revelation, about a glorified body. And that's why I have this beautiful alien behind me, guys. Angels, aliens, whatever you want to call them, they're both good and evil. And it, you have to see which energy they're serving into. What root are they rooted into? Just because the book of Enoch calls certain ones fallen angels, think about it from the perspective. If you have a friend group and you have a third of the friends in that group leave and they go do something else, and then that group would go, well, they're the friends that left. And and that friend group might be might be upset with that third of the friends that left. But for the third of the friends that left, they left because they didn't agree with what the friend group was doing. They didn't agree with stealing and unaliving. They didn't agree with uh, the way that they conducted themselves or with the honor of which they held within themselves. So think about that. And those statements, too, you guys are welcome to say whatever you want in the comments. I mean, it's it's your words, but think about what you're saying. Somebody says aliens equal demons. Guys, why are we having such a black and white narrative here? Think about it. There are some aliens. Jesus could be very easily interpreted as an extraterrestrial entity. He transfigured. He was taken up in a cloud. You hear in the book of Revelation of him returning on a cloud. Think about the implications of an extraterrestrial kingdom. Also think about the implications of a negative alien agenda. Again, just like human beings, just because they are higher and holier. Thank you, Missy, for the fire. I appreciate it. Um, just because your point of view says, well, that's good or that evil, that's evil, doesn't mean that that's where it's rooted. You have to look where it's rooted. And that's what I'm talking about today. So we're going to think about the idea of Lucifer today. And I really want to get into that. I've talked a ton about God of the Old Testament. Again, this is an all love to all walks of life, faith, race, tradition, religion, orientation. We love you no matter who you are. I'm not here to change your tradition. I'm here to raise your consciousness. That's what I want to do. Um, so with that said, we're going to talk about the Luciferian doctrine that's been rolling around. And by the way, that it's not what we understand it as. Um, there's a there's a whole agenda right now going around to try to explode, expose Luciferian doctrine. And the word Lucifer is a Latin word which means light bearer. Uh, I'm typing in Luciferian right now because I want you guys to look at this from Wikipedia and actually see what this is. And you'll understand when I believe when i say that i'm i'm more of a luciferian gnostic uh mystic light worker type dude um when i say that 
you know, probably at least 50% of the class goes, oh, he served Satan, right? No, 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 no. Because you don't even know where Lucifer comes from because pastors, preachers, schools of theology, Rome has told you that Lucifer is the bad guy and they've tied him to Satan when there's no evidence for that. Now he is against God. Remember that battle's always going on. He is that fallen entity that fell from the heavens. But again, think about what God he's coming against. He's coming against a God that broke the very law that he gave, that unalived millions, that Jesus even says that he was a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and the truth is not in him. He cannot even speak the truth. And how many times have you questioned when you read about the God of the Old Testament, you go, well, that doesn't sound very nice. Like, what, what's he doing there? But then you hear a sermon, and you go, well, it's because he's a father. He's just disciplining. You know, unaliving millions is just a discipline. It, it's just like a regular father giving a light spanking. Really? You really, you really think that? If you really think about it, how does that make any sense? Uh, Azrael says cap. I mean, you know, you, you can think whatever you want, but I promise you, if you look into what I'm talking about today, your consciousness will be open and you will begin to see patterns and lessons. Yes, absolutely. That you cannot unsee. And that's the thing when it comes to this, when you're ready for it, it will reveal itself to you. And so Luciferianism is a belief system that venerates the essential characteristics that are affixed to Lucifer, the name of various mythological and religious figures associated with the planet Venus. The tradition usually refers to Lucifer not as the devil, but as a destroyer, a guardian, a liberator, a light bringer or guiding spirit to darkness, even uh, or even the true uh, God as opposed to Yahweh. Literally, this is on Wikipedia. And I know Wikipedia is not the end-all be-all, but I'm just saying there's a lot of info there and you can go find this and then you can cross-reference the actual verses. You can go check me on all of this is what I'm saying. Most of you, by the way, will just argue with me in the comments. We'll get all kinds of great comments for the algorithm here. Um, and you'll never go and do your own research and you'll just disagree with the idiot that was on um, the interwebs talking about Lucifer uh, being Jesus and uh, God being Satan. And you'll go, well, that guy's just full of it or what's he smoking, you know, um, and that's fine. You can think whatever you want um, because I respect your opinion. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I respect your opinion, too, man. Um, so as we get into this, this is where it gets deep. So that, that is the actual definition of Luciferianism, because again, you've been lied to, and I'm just going to be really honest. You've been lied to about what that word means. You've been lied to about who Lucifer is. If you actually look at the source text, um, in Hebrew, it says how you have fallen from heaven. O morning star, son of the dawn, you have been cut down to the ground. O destroyer of nations. And this is the verse, Isaiah 14, 12, where we get the idea of Lucifer. In the Latin, it says Lucifer in the King James Version. Now, remember, guys, I'm not a fan of the Latin. I am not a fan of the King James Version. Go look into who King James was. 
Uh, go look into why we call it the inspired written word of God. The Bible is the word of God type thing. Uh, go look into that. You know, your church is going to pound into your head that the Bible is the written word of God. Uh, and I'm not here to come against your church whatsoever. They've got, they're doing their own thing. Okay. And I'm doing my own thing too. And you're going to resonate with one or, uh, the other message. And so I'm here for the people that resonate. And if you don't resonate with this, you may not be ready for it. It may not be your time. That's fine. Um, or it may bug you for the next six months. And you, you try to remember who that guy was. It was named after a teddy bear, cub, 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 something. Um, oh yeah, cub. Let me go look him up and see what he has to say now six months later because uh that's why i never approach this by the way absolutely read the emerald tablets of thoth we have been we've we've been reading emerald tablets of thoth sumerian tablets gospel of thomas book of enoch guys anything i can get my hands on here we're trying to understand this and by the way i always read um what is called public domain so public domain works are great works that are like uh, I think they're like over a hundred years old, um, and they're they're great because you can really look at them um, with with kind of an open eye. There's no like commentary around them. It's the source texts basically, um, and I really really like that uh, because we can go look at the source texts and make up our own mind. I don't need someone to comment on something uh, because I'm smart enough to think around the issues on my own and gather data raise my consciousness and channel an intelligence that tells me uh, what is what and what is not what, if that makes sense. At the same time, I don't try to spit that back out here and just say, this is this. Because in six months, come watch a video in six months. That's why I do videos every day, because I continue to change my understanding. Uh, Mess says, are you in Amarillo? Yes, sir, I am in Amarillo. Where are you at, my friends? Um, so think about that. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of dawn. You have been cast down from the earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you'll be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. Think about this, guys. Who is this? Jesus was brought down to Sheol. And then it says, those who see you will stare at you. They will ponder your fate. Think about that, guys. They will ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made the kingdoms tremble? Remember what happened during the crucifixion? The earth trembled. Then it goes on to say, who turned the world into a desert and destroyed its cities, who refused to let the captives return to their homes. What does that mean? I mean, think about it. They accused him of like, hey, you didn't set the captives free. I mean, how many times in, you know, in the time of Christ were they like, you know, where's this kingdom you're talking about? Well, you're going to release us from Rome, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. This is an esoteric kingdom. A god shouldn't have to intimidate. Yes, big stick Bob. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's why there is a stark contrast to Jesus of the New Testament and God of the Old Testament. Again, this is not against your religion or your tradition. 
This is like, look at this without the blinders on. Look at this without the narrative around it, without what you think you know from movies, television, from the system that has programmed you to think. Just when you hear the word Lucifer, you immediately get a pit in your stomach. You think that's intuition. That's programming. Go relearn what Lucifer means. Go relearn what the light bearer means. Now, what does all this have to do with an extraterrestrial kingdom? One of the things is the book of Revelation. We see the Revelation cube. We see uh, the New Jerusalem coming down. If you think that's the only celestial kingdom, you are wrong. Go look into every other mythology and every other tradition is waiting for their celestial kingdoms to come over their capital cities. That's literally woven into ancient mythologies all over the world they are ready and they are waiting and there's prophecies of their coming sky gods to descend over their capital cities or their motherlands or whatever you know whatever the tradition is this is nothing against them by the way like i I celebrate that that's incredible but that is a physical extraterrestrial kingdom now jesus was revealing an esoteric kingdom of the supreme being, of God, uh, what the actual understanding of God is. Unfortunately, we've completely butchered the word God because even what we think of as God, we associate with all these humanistic qualities and we assume that, oh, well, he's part of us, we're part of him. So, you know, uh, if he's, you know, if he goes back on his word, that's okay because he's God, right? That goes against the very nature of the supreme being, right? What is the will of God? The will of God is love and unity, forgiveness and truth. Like that is the will of God. The light, right? Not going back on your word, unaliving people, all of the stuff, right? That everybody everybody who's ever had an atheist thought or an agnostic thought has looked at that in the Old Testament and gone, there's just no way. How is that? I don't understand. Uh, Solomon says, Oh my God, someone is finally speaking the truth. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, I understand this is a polarizing message today, but I bring it in love and light. If you're not ready for it, that's fine. If you are welcome to the collective, welcome to our community, be sure and like comment, subscribe, hit up my website at www.cubcooker.com. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Maybe you're deconstructed and you're really ready to step into the next level of light work in your life. Uh, for yourself, for your friends, your family, or maybe you're ready to go professionally with this and you don't even know how to start your own uh, spiritual business or your own um, practice spiritually to help others in a, in a larger manner, whether it's online or in person, please check out my Charisma Light Warrior Academy. If you are ready to take that next step, it's only $29 a month right now. It will be going up, but if you lock in, you can get it at that price or you can pay for a whole year and save two months of that cost up front. Um, We've had incredible reviews in it. There's already like 70 videos in it, and I'm adding dozens of videos every single month to it. Um, I think this month I'll be adding about 30, maybe even 50 videos to it. Um, And it's just growing so much. It's growing the people in it, and it's growing what they're doing in their lives. We start out by going through the individual spiritual giftings and working through what those are in your life. 
Then we split it out into four separate courses that are included with the main coursework. So there's five total courses within it, ever expanding, ever changing, ever evolving, and ever perfecting courses that are designed to help take you to the next level. You are absolutely going to love it. Go check it out, please. Um, somebody says, yes, this is a scam. Uh, that's great, man. That is great. You know, again, I've been called worse. So, um, you want to, you want to see if it is or not, um, then you can go check it out. But I'm telling you right now with that attitude, nothing that I offer is for you, my friend. Um, I, I'm not here for the haters. I'm here for the people that want to grow the truth and the light within their life. So, um, with that said, uh, you can judge all you want. I didn't come here to judge. I'm just here uh, to share some stuff with you guys and the people that are in the course and the people that are in our mythos group, uh, rave about it all day long. So, uh, you know, if you like what I'm doing, so thank you for the support. Um, and you're welcome for the course because the course is something that nobody else is doing. Um, you have not taken a course like this before. It will connect dots in your life. It will help you rise to the next level, help you finish deconstructing or begin deconstructing, um, and really move into a place where you actually can step into your power as a spiritual practitioner. That's what we're doing all day, every day here. Mystic Me says, heart, heart, heart. Thank you so much. Um, uh, lithium, lithium, my friend, my friend, my friend. Um, you know, it's people like you that, that really challenge the love in me. But, um, but I want you to know that I do love you. I do love you. And I understand that what you're saying comes purely out of ignorance. And that's the hardest thing. Uh, when you guys start doing this work, I just want to be really honest. It's, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, to do this full-time, I've, I've taken more judgment since I went full-time with this than I ever have in my life. To go public with this type of information, this type of understanding, um, and then to get called the names that I do, there are people that are on <laughs> people that are in some of the hardest prisons in the world that get treated with nicer words than I get treated by going live every day. So I just want you guys to understand that. Um, there's a lot of people that are in victim mentality. There's a lot of people that are in. Uh, operating out of the vibration of ignorance and ignorance doesn't mean they're stupid. Okay. It doesn't mean that they're stupid or that they're evil. It just means that they don't have the data and they haven't taken the time to go look for the data. Um, so I hope you guys understand what I'm talking about, uh, with, with the people, specifically the trolls, the haters, the, uh, the agent Smiths, whatever you want to call them uh, in the comments, because it's really hard guys every day. Like, and you guys that support me. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to pour out from my heart to yours. Thank you for the support. Whether you give stars, you join my course, you join mythos, you do all the above. I've had people just send me like, you know, Venmo and say, thank you so much. So, um, I really, really appreciate that. You guys see what I'm trying to do and, and the community sees my heart. So there's always going to be stuff in the comments and I, and I want to use that as a segue to understand how they treated Jesus. You had this religious faction, which by all intents and purposes was the entire culture. And that's honestly what we're dealing with in the West now. The entire culture, even of people that don't go to church, are still controlled 
by the church. They're still controlled by the government. They're still controlled by the banks. They're still controlled by the construct. Everything that is done here in the West is controlled out of a narrative that is pounded into our heads from the day we're born, innocence stolen from the child, magic taken, locked in a box, told you it's evil, don't do it, you don't have the power, you need this, you've got to go to college, you need to get a job, you need to do this, you need to do that. That is what I'm talking about. And that is the battle that we're in, guys. And it's not a battle of flesh and blood, it's a battle of powers and principalities, okay? And I'm not here to be uh, any kind of religious warrior. That's not what I'm doing, guys, because there's too many of those people out there. Uh, they just want to rant and rave all day long, and they don't do anything to bless humanity and raise the consciousness. The number one way to rebel is to raise your consciousness. That is how you rebel against the machine. That's how you rebel against the negative alien agenda, the construct of the 3D matrix, whatever you want to call it, raise your consciousness. And how do you do that? You do that through spiritual practice, through enlightenment, and through illuminating the path. Now, when we get into the book of Revelation, um, one of the questions I've had is like, who wrote the book of Revelation? Because it reeks of extraterrestrial vibes. Um, and honestly kind of disagrees with a lot of the things that Jesus said within his actual teaching. But it doesn't disagree with the narrative around what happened to Jesus in the Gospels. Now, let me differentiate between those. There are times in the Gospels, what we call the red letters, where you see Jesus is talking directly. And it's like his straight up teaching. It's like, here's the words of Jesus. We also see that in things like the Gospel of Thomas, the Gnostic Gospels. Um, Gospel of Mary Magdalene uh, and, and Gospel of Judas even uh, you see like the red letters of Jesus his actual philosophy his actual enlightening and illuminating teachings uh, that is why I consider myself a devotee of Jesus okay and so when people go oh this guy worships Satan I consider myself a devotee of Jesus okay now I am not a traditional church Bible beating type person. I used to be. I really used to be. And all it did was lead to literal sin and death in my life. Um, to a point in my life when I thought I was the best thing to do was to just go ahead and die. Um, I hated myself. I didn't trust anyone. Um, I was literally in survival mode all the time. It was absolutely hell. Absolutely hell. And I, I want to be honest with you guys because um, I hated that person. And I always heard about people like, oh, get saved. Everything's better. And I got saved over and over and over. Had like emotional reactions to it. But nothing truly changed. The operating system of my life was not upgraded. My consciousness was not raised. I did not have new eyes to see. I operated out of the doctrine and dogma that was fed to me. And as soon as that ended, which was really freaking quick, by the way, because it does not go into the deep issues of being alive as a human within the 3D plane. The only thing that does is the Eastern mystical metaphysical practices of yoga and meditation, which, by the way, is exactly what Jesus taught. And if you go into the Gnostic Gospels, you'll see what I'm talking about. The book of Revelation. I'm on Catholic.com. There is an article that says question. Okay, so this is like, you know, 
it appears to be a quite official website, catholic.com. Um, question, who wrote the book of Revelation? Answer, the church does not have an official stance on who the author is. The author of the book of Revelation calls himself John. The only other clue of the author's identity is that he states he received his visions while in the island of Patmos. So there's the statement, okay? Um, and... And and I read that because even as I question the book of Revelation, I get thrown the verse that says, he who adds or takes away from this, you know, it would be better for him that blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and like we all know that, guys, there's judgment built right into it. Fear is built right into it. And I'm telling you, my God does not need to scare me. My God wants to love me, wants to manifest like a beautiful seed through me and through you. And there is no fear in that, guys. Um so immediately when a document opens up with a fear-based mentality, I have an issue with it. Um, yeah, absolutely, Luke Jackson. Great, great point, my brother. Gnostic Christianity is uh, the closest thing I can identify to. Me too, me too, me too. And that's why, uh, you know, if you wanted to label me, I would be a Christian, mystic, Gnostic, Luciferian, lightworker, um, yogi i guess like you know that that would be it you know you can add hippie in there somewhere um so that would be like the closest thing to labeling me and and with that that's why i love this podcast because we get to talk about faith spirituality and paranormal because i can't stick to one or the other it all inter melds and intermingles for me so um liquid says you don't need the bible you just need jesus amen absolutely and that's where um, I just, I want to be honest, I was following Yahweh. I was following the God of the Old Testament, even praying to him. And I thought, well, because of Jesus, I can go directly to him. And so all of his, um, let's just say, uh, alcoholic uncle bipolar qualities um, of being an absolute jerk, uh, going back on his word, unaliving people, needing sacrificial feedings, uh, you know, regularly, um, that somehow all those qualities went away and I was adopted as a loved child because Jesus died for me. Um, and then when I look at, again, there is a sub narrative that is very, very, very clear guys. That sub narrative is not again, what you're going to get in church Sunday school. It's not what you're going to get in any, any biblical theology, any bookstore you go to any Christian bookstore, uh, anything you read that is biblical narrative, anything you read in the front of a Bible or in the commentary of a Bible, you are not going to get that because all of that is a part of the system. Okay, you don't think it is because you watch people that are that are uh, the more churched evangelical Christian fundamentalists. They're going to be arguing and they're like, oh, the government this and the construct that, and they use some of the same language and it makes it appear that they're actually dualistic when they're actually a part of the same body and and that's what i personally believe and have come to understand uh and that's why i don't understand uh you know there's events going on in the world right now where whole denominations of churches are choosing to uh by proxy disinclude certain groups of um different orientations different lifestyles different belief systems rather than bring people together in love and unity in the authentic message of Jesus. Um, and the reason is, uh, and, and it's hard to fault uh, anyone when you understand that the system is inherently built on the beast. The beast is Yahweh. 
And in the Old Testament, we have very, very clear representation of that. I promise I'll get to the Jesus Lucifer thing in just a second. But I do want to read this. Um, if we if we understand the book of Revelation and, and we believe it, then we need to not ignore this verse. Um, and this will blow your mind. And I read this the other day, but I got to read it again. I'm not convinced on the book of Revelation. I think it has some great stuff in it, but I don't understand from whose point of view it is. And is it the authentic coming of Jesus, the light bearer, the morning star? Or is it an extraterrestrial revelation of a coming kingdom and the son of Yahweh? That I have not figured out. I have not figured that out. I can't speak on that today, but I am working on, you know, I just try to let this stuff come to me. So. Um, Hosea 13, 4 through 8, it says, Yet I am Yahweh, your God, from the land of Egypt, and you shall acknowledge no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. So if you look at that, you go, wow, it sounds pretty convincing. But here's the deal. I'm going to read that back to you from the point of view of Cub. And this might be the most blasphemous thing I've ever said, but I hope you understand what I'm saying here. I am Cub, your God, from the land of Amarillo, Texas. And you shall acknowledge no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. Do you see what I did there? Do you actually see what I just did there? For We've got several hundred people watching today. Thank you, guys. I said something, and had it been written down 2,000 years ago, three, 4,000 years ago, however long you want you to say, and then adopted as truth, you might have a whole lot of people today. This little document, that little fragment might be the only thing that survives in an apocalypse. And then they think somehow that Cub was the god of this world, right? Because I just said it. Does that make it true? Think about that. Think about that for a minute. I am Yahweh, your God from the land of Egypt, and you shall acknowledge no god but me. And besides me, there is no savior. I knew you in the wilderness and the land of great drought, according to their pasture. So they were filled, they were filled and their heart was exalted. Therefore, they have forgotten me. Therefore, I am like a lion to them, like a leopard. I will lurk by the path. I will meet them like a bear that is bereaved of her cubs. And I will tear the covering of their heart and I will devour them like a lioness, a wild animal that will tear them. What a loving loving God. And I say that facetiously. And for the record, I am not saying I'm God. Um, for the record, I want to reveal to you, for the people out there that say the Bible is the inspired word of God, I'm, I'm revealing to you the stark contrast and comparisons in it. And what I believe is the authentic narrative that that truth, ha like the universal law, that truth has to be represented. It doesn't have to be the main narrative, but it has to be represented. Otherwise, the lie is taken over completely. Um, very, very good. Uh, Sound pedal says this is horrifying. I was raised. Uh, I was not raised in the church, so it's easier for me to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've been raised um, outside of the church, then it may be easier, uh, and it may be easier to stomach. 
Revelation 13, then I stood on the sand of the sea. I saw the beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. On his horns were ten crowns, and on his heads blasphemous names. Now remember this beast system that you hear about, the 666 and the mark of the beast and all this stuff. And we know that, and everybody has their, their narrative around it and their theory, and you know, we can get into that all day long. Um, the beast which I saw was like a leopard. Who else is like a leopard? Therefore I am like therefore I Yahweh am like a lion to them, like a leopard I will lurk by the path. So the beast, the beast that everyone's afraid of, that the whole Western church is terrified of, and they believe that the beast system is coming, and I'm telling you it's here already. And I'm and I, I truly believe that millions of people sit in worship every day of the beast and they don't even know it. The beast I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like that of a bear. And then in verse 8 in Hosea, Yahweh says, I will meet them like a bear that is bereaved of her cubs. So his feet are like a bear, this beast, this evil beast, right? And his mouth was like that of a lion. Who else is like a lion? Yahweh says, therefore, I am like a lion to them. The dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. Then I want to read something from the Apocryphon of John chapter 2 verses um see uh chapter 11 verse 20 uh so it's the apocryphon of john eleven twenty. in his arrogance yaldabaoth boasted to the other great archons i am god and there is no other god besides me and what did yahweh just say here i am yahweh your god from the land of egypt and you shall acknowledge no god but me and besides me there is no savior do you guys see how deep this runs? Okay, that's what I'm here to review, to review, reveal, whatever you want to call it today. You're just not going to hear this in church or Sunday school. And if you go to church or Sunday school or synagogue or temple or whatever, that's awesome. Great. I celebrate your culture. I celebrate your tradition. I celebrate your faith. But I want to raise your consciousness. Okay, and that doesn't mean that you have to stop going anywhere and loving the people that you interact with within your traditions even jesus himself said to put new wine in new wine skin so that we preserve the old wine we don't mix them together and ruin both we preserve them okay and i want to preserve your tradition i want to preserve your documents your faith your tradition your religion i think it's wonderful and beautiful it's part of the history of our world it's part of what makes us a beautiful lotus flower you know, when you think about meditation, I was listening to a meditation video last night, and one of the things about the kundalini awakening is that you see the thousand or million petal lotus. And I think that that's representative of what we all are, guys. And even Jesus came to bring a new covenant, okay? It fulfilled all the other covenants, all the other prophecies, everything else, and it's all found in the bhakti yoga of love and devotion, uh, mystic me great question who's the morning star jesus or satan both are mentioned as the morning star okay so lucifer is mentioned as the morning star and jesus is mentioned as the morning star which by the way what i'm trying to say in this video is they are the same thing they are the same entity um, and it's very very clear when you start looking into it and understanding that jesus is coming against god as we know him as we understand him in a traditional sense. 
in the sense of a judgmental, jealous God, but in the sense of the esoteric understanding and the revelation of who Jesus Christ absolutely is, Jesus being the Christ, uh, but the Christ actually being all of us. And that's really what he said. We've labeled him as the Christ through the tradition of the Roman Catholic Church. But the actual esoteric revelation is that Jesus is the Son of Man, which is represented of all humanity. He is the shining origin of humanity. Um, and he is the light bearer against the evil God of the world, which is Satan, which is what we would consider God or is called Yahweh or Yaldabaoth in the Gnostic tradition or uh, Enlil in the Sumerian tradition. And understanding this light versus dark uh, type understanding here. So um, with that said, okay, uh, interesting fellow says, I agree with you. Thank you very much. Do you believe in good and bad spirits? And Nicole says, yes, absolutely. And I'll do more about spirits as we move on into the year. Um, Jesus Christ is the father. Let's see. Enlil uh, is God. Uh, yeah, so Enlil being God, like being little g God. And unfortunately, we've capitalized God in the Old Testament, uh, God of this world. Uh, and I don't even like the term God because it's just an acronym for great old dragon. And, and we don't understand what the implications of that are. To me, it is an extraterrestrial entity that wanted to entrap humanity, keep us in a reincarnation cycle, and not allow us to find our full potential and people like Jesus came to say, you don't understand what you really are, do you? You are a literal piece of the divine being, the supreme being. You are actually the God which you see. You are the Christ in the world. You are the light of the world. And he said, when I'm in the world, there's light in the world. Um, and then he said, I am in my father and my father is in me. And then he said, we are in him. Like he's talking about this massive entity that's this energetic metaphysical entity that runs through all realities that literally powers the entire universe. And then you have the lower entities that were created out of that uh, or manifest out of that consciousness that gained their own consciousness, begin to create. Um, you know, we don't understand any of that, guys. But to try to just tie Yahweh and Jesus together and say Jesus is the son of Yahweh, it does not make sense because the characteristics are so different guys so different um moyo says great old dragon now this guy is speaking nonsense hey it is nonsense by the way it is everything i say is nonsense and that's what's cool about it because i'm talking about the esoteric side of it okay um, i've talked about the literal side of it we've talked about the etymology we've talked about the mythology now i'm into the esoteric side of it so great old dragon like we have to look at what things represent okay what does the number 666 actually represent when you see that in the world, is that a warning? Is it a remembering? Is it a sign? When you hear G-O-D, great old dragon, what does that mean to you? Um, when you hear Lucifer, what does that mean to you? Like, why does that evoke this deep, like, oh, that's Satan, when all it means is light bearer? And so I want to read. I've got this document. I'm working on a document for the class. I promised you guys I would. I'm just going to burn through these scriptures in here real quick for y'all. Uh, to talk about Jesus as Lucifer here. Isaiah 14, 12, 21 in the King James Version. I'm not a fan of the King James Version, but this is where Lucifer comes from because this is that Latin translation. You've got, How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground? 
which didst weaken the nations. Okay, so that's where Lucifer comes from. And if you're a pastor or a pope or someone high up and you're teaching um, and developing theology and all of these systems of religion, religiosity specifically, churchianity, you're going to look at this Latin word, Lucifer, and you're going to go, it's a guy, right? Like, and you're, you're going to humanize it and you're going to add that, that flair to it of like this Lucifer character. But if you actually read in, and I prefer the World English Bible, I think it's a cool translation because it's, it's so much closer to the Greek or the Hebrew. Um, and so it says, how you have fallen from heaven, shining one, son of the dawn. The word Lucifer is not in there. Because remember, the word Lucifer was left over from the Latin, yet it was thrown into this English translation. So it's very confusing when we think about that. But then you have television, movies, all kinds of stuff, and they take Lucifer and put horns on him, and they say, oh, he's the devil. Well, he's only the devil if you're God, right? He's only uh, the bad guy if you're in darkness and bringing forth blessings out of darkness and you're bringing a law of morality that nobody can live up to so that you're ensuring reincarnation and you're not allowing ascension, like it all becomes way more clear here. And so uh, Isaiah fourteen twelve through 21 in the World English Bible, how you have fallen from heaven, shining one, son of the dawn, how you were cut down to the ground who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Jesus says he'll ascend into heaven said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. We hear about that in Revelation. I will sit on the mountain of assembly in the far north. Um, I don't know specifically what that means, but I do remember that Jesus was taken up to the high mountain. He was shown the kingdoms of the world and Satan, which I think at the time was probably more like Yahweh, and they just replaced that or that understanding wasn't there because the point of view of how that was written was from uh, the culture that was serving Yahweh. So... Uh, these are all things we don't know, guys, but, but to just take it at surface value is, I think, just ignorant. And I think we have to dig a bit deeper into the esoteric understanding of it to try to see what it really means to our lives today. So uh, then it says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol. We remember that Jesus descended before he ascended, right, uh, to the depths of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you. How many people stared at him on the cross? They will ponder saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble and shook the kingdoms? Uh, who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its cities? And another translation of this um, uh, talked about um, overthrowing the tribes. And that was really interesting because uh, like if you think about all the tribes being split up and they were all given an angel or a god or an extraterrestrial to guard over them to be their god. Uh, like we literally see that back in Genesis. Um, and then Yahweh wasn't happy at the Tower of Babel. He, he splits them up and gives, gives all the nations out uh, or the tribes, you know. Um, and so, again, you know, I'm not an expert on all the historical things with this, but I'm just saying, you know, somebody out there, somebody watching today is going to be a better expert on and understand you know, the timelines of everything. And they're going to put that piece together. Then somebody's going to be a better expert than me on the metaphysical side of it. They're going to put that together. Somebody out there is going to understand the extraterrestrial side of it better than me because maybe they've actually spoken with them or they've had experiences with them. And they're going to put those pieces together. I am just a messenger here, guys, and I'm here in love, light, uh, and just authenticity to say I don't know. 
but here's the data. I think this is really interesting. I think it's too weird not to talk about. Um, and I think that there's definitely something to God being Satan and Jesus being Lucifer. Now, does that mean that there is no God? No, 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 no. Okay, but we need to rethink what God even means. Why are we serving a God when all we've ever heard about gods is that they're jealous, they're having battles all the time, that you see them in the air, it's all through our mythologies. They have more in common with like higher ego humans than they do actual beings of light and love and unity and like pure intelligence and pure understanding. And that's what I love the Hindu tradition of the Brahman, uh, the Buddhist tradition of source, the new age tradition of the universe, uh, or the universal mind, or what I like to call the supreme being, which is in Hinduism. Um, and I think it's beautiful to understand that because when you understand who Jesus' Father, who he's talking about in spirit and in truth, says no man has stood before the Father, yet they remembered Moses stood before their father, and he's going, no, 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 you don't understand. You are serving Satan. And I want to get to that verse uh, because this is, Again, very, very, very important. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see if I can find that one. I've got so many verses, guys. Like I, I can just go on this all day. Psalm 82, 5 through 7. Um, let's see. Actually, I'm going to read John 8, 44. Uh, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. And has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You know, who is he talking about? I mean, you can just think about the culture at the time and think about the God that they were serving and what all their prophecies and all the prophets have been saying. And you got Jesus that comes out of nowhere. And I think that we're at a point in 2023 where I don't care who you serve. But I do think that if you're going to rely on the Bible and you're going to believe the Bible, you have to look at the fact that there are two separate narratives and you have to understand what Jesus really stands for and what God really stands for. And then maybe redefine your understanding of God and rather than even saying God, speak of him as the supreme being, the male and female the perfect unity of all things, no darkness, just pure light, love, acceptance, always wanting to recreate, always wanting to bless, always wanting to pour through, always wanting to enlighten and free people from a construct. Uh, the verse is John eight forty four. Somebody said, what verse is that? So, um, so I hope that makes sense. Um, Mystic, uh, yeah, Mystic asked what verse that was. So yeah, John eight forty four. 44. Uh, Jason says source, absolutely. And, and we say source in our community a lot because it's a universal term. No matter what tradition you come from, you can understand the fact that source, uh, a battery that powers all things, um, has nothing but energy in it, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's what we're thinking about God as or what we would consider the true God, which by the way, the true God doesn't even really have a voice other than through people like Jesus, people like Buddha, 
Um, even the Hindu tradition in the Bhagavad Gita with Krishna speaking of the supreme being being uh, in the light of a fire, the light of a candle, the light of the sun, that he is the pure, loving, energetic projection through all things. Literally, exactly what Jesus was talking about. Yet we sit here and argue, no, 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 Jesus is the way. But you don't understand what he meant by that because you don't understand the Eastern mystic tradition of I am the way. Because I can sit here and tell you that too. And if I'm teaching you out of my heart chakra, out of authenticity, then that is the narrow way. Same thing with you. You can step into your own power. Yes, life prana, Jeffrey. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, like, you know, we get prana, Holy Spirit. Uh, there's a bunch of different words for this. You know, even kundalini can be, you know, kind of tied into all of that. Everybody's trying to interpret the same phenomenons, right? Like, um, and that's what we forget. And so when you add ego to that energy source, you end up with these other manifest gods. And even in the Hindu tradition, that's one thing I love about the Hindu tradition. And I don't consider myself Hindu whatsoever, but um, I don't even really, you know, align with any cultural tradition, you know, in its purest form necessarily. Uh, but I very much respect the Hindu tradition and I love how they honor, uh, you know, all the different manifestations of the Supreme being, which are manifest in the lower little G gods. They are parts of that or characteristics of that or their own reflections of that energy and they honor them. But the actual worship, the actual sitting in awe and in desire to attain in a love relationship is with the Supreme being. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. So thank you guys for the stars, by the way. Uh, we've got 1,410 stars right now. Thank you guys. See if we can double that before I jump off. I appreciate you all. Um, user 97 says, you can't get to God without Jesus, period. Um, and the question is, is, you know, what's your definition of Jesus? Because the historical character of Jesus is no longer here. So by that logic... You know, you have to time travel to get to God. But think about the message of Jesus. Like, in him is the truth and the path, but it's also in, is it not in other traditions? Was he maybe not the third or fourth or fifth or whatever manifestation of the truth of the Spirit of God, um, of that light worker incarnating or a higher entity? And that's why I put, again, this beautiful alien here. Um, we have the concept of, the galactic federation of light we have the concept of the negative alien agenda and all of those i think are relevant in, as archetypes for understanding what's actually going on here do i believe in extraterrestrials you bet you i do do i believe um in aliens yes absolutely do i believe in spirits and um do i believe in psychedelic entities yes do i believe in fractal entities yes if you can think it it exists, okay? If you think it, it exists. Because we are co-creators of the divine being, of the supreme being. And literally, if we've thought it, it exists in some reality. And I truly believe that, guys. When you get into metaphysics, and even our modern-day regular, you know, mainstream physics is starting to understand that reality is like this weird, bendable, pliable thing and like if you observe it it actually changes and like so interesting moyo says that's dumb well it's science by the way um literally go study physics go study ancient metaphysics traditions 
metaphysics traditions, again, modern science is catching up to what we knew tens of thousands of years ago. Um, and you can just go look at headlines. Go look at the double slit experiment. Go look at how uh, light energy actually changes based on observation. So somebody said CIA hid so much information. Yeah, I mean, did they hit it or did they hide it or is it still in plain sight for those with eyes to see and ears to hear? Literally, you can read a Bible and get all of the metaphysical understanding, but you're just told a narrative that, you know, love the Lord your God above all, you know, and then you don't understand what Lord you're supposed to love or what God, because you've got one in the Old Testament that, again, is more like alcoholic uncle, you know, Uncle Lester or whatever, you know. Um, and, and how are you supposed to trust that? You know, I'm just saying, uh, Nick says, blah, blah. Yeah, it is blah, blah. It is blah, blah. If you don't have ears to hear it. Uh, but Nick, if you actually go read, go read the undertone. Uh, if you've ever heard, like if you've studied music theory, there's what's called an underlick and it's like the line that plays that kind of, it's not like the melody, but it's the line that you actually get in your head. You'll sing the words with the melody, but you kind of have that underlick in your head, like you have that um, that dun 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 dun, dun uh, that Queen did, you know, like that underlick is what I'm talking about in the biblical canon, and and it runs through all the mythologies, it runs through all the lore, all the metaphysical narratives, everything, and I believe that that truth and that purity is still there. We just have to. Um, Absolutely. Metaphysics is science once science catches up. Yes, absolutely, Janice. Um, and so that's what, you know, I, I love metaphysics. Uh, the ancient mystic traditions, I think, are absolutely beautiful. And they're the only things that have really helped me in my life and helped me unlock my consciousness and step into a higher version of reality and figure out who I really am and what I really want. And by the way, what the supreme intelligence, the supreme being wants through me and when you realize that that supreme being is cheering you on going, go, 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 build it, do it, have abundance. Like when you realize that it really wants your best and highest good because you are it and it is you, that's a shifting point. And when you understand the, the authentic red letters of Jesus, I'm not talking about even within the gospels, the other people's opinion around it. You know, all the other eyewitness testimony or whatever around it. It's super easy for people to change stuff, guys. It really is. But the authentic metaphysical message is always there. And that's why I personally tie Jesus to Lucifer and the traditional view of God with the actual Satan entity in a much clearer light. And when you read the Bible that way, it makes a whole lot more sense. I've got dozens and dozens and dozens more verses. I have friends that have literal hundreds of verse comparisons. I'm working on a document, guys. It's taken me a long time because to explain it, I mean, I do one of these videos and it pops into my head and, you know, I can spin on it. But I'm not the best at, like, taking information and organizing it on paper. But I am working on a document that will reveal all of this from Jesus as the light bearer to God as Satan uh, to uh, what is a true, truer representation of the Supreme Being, those type of things. So um, body art, great question. What if we are wrong? Um, you know, Jesus said, I didn't come to call righteous, but I came to call sinners to repentance. And if you think about sin, especially in the mystic traditions, sin is being out of vibration or alignment with the Supreme Being. Um, it's not like, you know, uh, oh, you looked at your neighbor's test when you were taking a test when you were, you know, uh, 13 years old in school or whatever 
Um, that's not the, it's like, you know, your chakras are out of line. Your mind is whack because you listen to everything else in the construct in the beast system that's trying to keep you here on this plane of existence. Even after you're unalive, you're coming back here you're doing again. You're serving into it. You're making money. You're giving over your consciousness to it. You're sacrificing your heart to it. All of those things like, um, and so with that, um, I don't worry about being wrong. I worry about being authentic. Um, I'm wrong all the time. If, if I, if I wait till I'm right, you won't even be able to see me cause I'll be a being of light and I'll be in, in everything. So like, I'm not trying to be right. Quit trying to be right. You know, you got too many people worried about being right. Let your pastor learn about being right. Uh, let them worry about being right. Uh, let me worry about being authentic and being light and loving you. I'm going to live out of my heart chakra. I'm going to be authentic, tell you what I actually think. Um, and then, and then we'll see what happens. Like, and I, I don't for a second believe that a loving, supreme, intelligent being that created me to manifest it within this world. I don't believe for a second when I poured out my heart, my soul, I've literally given Everything I have, my business, all my stuff, my house, I've given it all up for this work, for this mission. I do not believe that when I go to that, that supreme being every day and I seek within and I bathe in the sunlight and ask for truth, I ask for light, I ask for authenticity and I ask for revelation into what I can do to help this community. I don't, I don't believe that um, I need to worry about being right. I believe that I just need to worry about showing up. That's the hardest part. Show up, show up. You think, you think I need to be here and be right every day. That doesn't mean I'm not bringing accurate data to you. I'm bringing you the actual verses that I am building my understanding on. And I'm not here to tell you this is this and that is that. But when I'm talking about being right, the word righteous is where you know, it has the word right, right in there. So think about that. I don't need to be right. And you don't need to be right to just be authentic, show up for yourself and share your own authentic truth with yourself first. And I promise you, your life will freaking change. Okay. You'll start, you'll quit living the lie. Okay. 90% of the people watching this right now are still living a lie. Okay. There are parts of my life that I still live in a lie. Like there literally, every day I do shadow work. I deconstruct like this is a process. I got 35 plus years of living in darkness and I'm trying to step in to my power. So, uh, dad forever. Hey dad forever. Go check me out. Uh, join the free Facebook group. It's over on my, uh, my page, cubcooker.com, my website, It'll just say free Facebook group. Go join that and then post anything you want to share with me there. That's kind of a direct way to reach me. I've got like, I get literally thousands of direct messages a week. So even if I message you, by the time you message me back, there's hundreds of them there and I won't, I won't even see it. So if you want to talk with me and get more access to me, hit me up over at the free Facebook page. It's the Cub Cooker Supernatural podcast discussion group. And if you want to join the private mythos group, we've got the private group. We've got the live calls on Saturdays and the private YouTube channel. It's nine bucks a month. It's on my website. You literally get a call with me every week on there with the group. It's awesome. We get to talk back and forth face to face. And then if you want to train with me and you're like, this dude is on fire. I got like, I got to step into my power. Check out the charisma light warrior course. 
Those things are how I show up here. All the haters saying, oh, this is just money. He's just selling whatever. Guys, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you. If you think that's what I'm about, you'll never understand my message because you can't receive the truth even out in the real world because you're too worried about other people might be making money. Other people might be doing this. They might be happier than I am. What if they're of this orientation? What if they believe that? What if they do this? You're too worried about other people, man. So anyway, go check that out. That's a great way to get a hold of me, get uh, get into contact. So, uh, I mean, MM says stop asking for money. Hey, MM, can I have some money? Can I have some money, please? Please give me some money. I'll ask for it. You guys tell me to quit asking. I'll start asking more. I'll stop every 10 minutes and give you a commercial because I know if I'm going to get this message out there, I got to have money for the mission. And if you don't know that, you are not being honest with yourself, my friend. I need the money so that I can keep showing up here and I can keep doing my work. And if you think that spiritual people shouldn't make a living, you are high off your ass. Okay? Let me tell you that right now. Because there are people out there right now, they'll come mow your lawn, they won't do they won't edge the lawn, they'll throw trash, you know, in the back. They'll they'll scratch your car with the mower when they're leaving. And then they still gouge you, okay? And I'm not saying all lawnmowers are like that. I'm just saying if you think this isn't an honest living, you need to check yourself at the door. So just that girl. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I hope that makes sense to you guys. I'm going to keep asking for money. Uh, this is not about me getting rich, but it is about me showing up here every day. And I want to hire people. I want to build a studio. I can't do that on rainbow farts and a dream guys i don't know what you think what you think i'm supposed to do that with like where you really think that's coming from uh but i got big dreams for this literally uh spiritual healing centers uh, conferences conventions all kinds of cool stuff to serve people and to expand this mission i want this to be a global mission i want to reach a billion people and i think that i can um, in fact i believe that i can and i will um, and the way that I do that is by showing up and asking for what I need from the community and giving the community what the community needs. So thank you guys for the love and support. Uh, yeah, the church asks for money all the time. Absolutely. At least I'm here giving you value. I'm not just there giving you the same message over and over and singing the same hymns, giving you the same broken theology. I'm showing up here in authenticity and love. And by the way, I show up here every single day. I drop between three and five regular videos a day. Um, I put videos in my course. I work on these documents. I do research. I communicate with you guys regularly in the comments and within our groups. So, you know, I, I don't really understand what the difference is here other than I think I'm doing it. I think I'm doing it right. And I will always keep perfecting it and trying to do it better and better and better. So um, I hope that makes sense to you guys. So. Um, let's see. Uh, GEX says, I got money. Awesome, man. Hit me up. You got money? Um, I got an account. So that's what's up, man. Um, let's see. Do yourselves a favor. Somebody says, uh, check out Gaia. Yeah, I love Gaia, by the way. And that's one of my dreams too. Um, and you know, everything that I build here, um, is working towards that where we actually have a network with network partners. Um, I want to do higher produced documentaries. I want to take the Gnostic gospels and turn them into actual TV dramas. 
Um, I got big dreams, guys, and uh, we're going to do it, okay? And so every dime that goes into this is helping towards that uh, that end goal, towards this vision, okay? Uh, this is not about me retiring on a beach somewhere. This is about bringing something that is quite unique and quite beautiful to this world. So I hope that makes sense. Thank you, guys. Um, let's see. Why do people call aliens demons? Good question. I want to hit up that question, Anita. Um because there's a lot of fallen angel theology and doctrine, um, especially around the book of Enoch. And again, as I've shared with Enoch, you know, who was the good guy and who was the bad guy? Is it the judgmental God or is it the uh, angels that actually wanted to help humanity ascend and bring them plant medicines and bring them technology and different things like that? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, you have to ask yourself that. So it's easier for people, just like it's easier for people to judge me for asking for money. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm showing up with value. I'm not asking for money. You can buy a t-shirt and you get something. I sell t-shirts. You can buy my course and you get hundreds of hours of me, uh, as this course gets filled out, it's going to have hundreds, maybe even thousands of hours by the time I'm done with it of content in it. Uh, you can go and buy into the mythos group and support what we're doing as a patron and you get time with me every weekend. Uh, and with the community, you get something for it. So I still, I'm still getting money comments here. Um, so just think about that. Like who's actually giving the value here and who's just asking for it in an offering plate. I think there's a big difference between this. So the demons and aliens thing, it's easier for people to just say, oh, that's a demon. They're all demons. You know, it, it's easier because it's black and white. We want to live in a black and white world put on your psychedelic goggles for a minute and you realize that there's colors and shapes you've never seen before and you can't even explain them if you wanted to. Uh, think about that for a minute. So uh, what are my thoughts on Matthew twenty two fourteen? I don't have it pulled up right now. Um, I'll probably look that up on another one. Um, let's see. Actually, I might have it pulled up. Matthew 20. Okay. M-A-T-T-H-E-W try to serve you guys here if y'all y'all want me to look something up i try to so 2214 for many are called but few are chosen yeah that's a great verse um you know for me um i think we're all called i think we are all called um and why are few chosen well like few step up like if you don't raise your hand and say put me in coach how can you be chosen um, and so like, I think that's fairly self-explanatory, like literally everyone in the world is called to do this work. And it's like a nominal amount of people that are willing to take the BS I take every day and sit up here and do this. And there's other people, I'm not the only one. You got, uh, my buddy, Joshua, you got my buddy, Derek, you got, um, there's people all over the place that are out here doing this work and they're taking the same crap that I do every day. Uh, I'm just being real with you guys, by the way, just being real. Um, this is not, not easy. I mean, we grew overnight by over 10,000 followers, which I'm super thankful for. But some of the comments were like, man, like if, if you had told me those things two years ago, I would have gone into a three day depression. Uh, now I go, well, that's coming out of ignorance. Some comments are coming out of passion. You're passionate about the Bible is the word of God and you just need Jesus. 
Uh, some people are coming out of the good where they go, hey, it's so good to see someone stepping into their truth, stepping into their power. This is so good to hear someone sharing this message. So there's ignorance, there's passion, and there's good. And I want to try to stay within the good. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect. That means that there is a good within me that I want to channel and pour forth from me. And the only way I can do that is if I step out of fear and indoctrination and step into the deconstruction, step into the higher consciousness, and just try to show up here authentically in love. And so when I sit here and we argue back and forth, I love you, by the way. If you think I'm a jerk for asking for money and showing up here and literally spending 12 hours a day, I'm not joking, researching, building graphics, working on my websites, working on my socials, answering your comments, taking care of the communities. If you think I don't deserve money for that, that's great. I mean, go dig a ditch and see if you want a $100 bill or if you're just happy to get a glass of water for it. Then we'll talk because I'm telling you, I'm digging a big ditch with this. This is a this is a labor of love. And if you don't see that, that's fine. If you do, great. And so that this ties into everything because you guys are proving my point today. The negative alien agenda has worked. Your mind is so entrapped, so entrapped in the money system that you believe a spiritual teacher should live on the street or live out of a van and eat soup that he, you know, stole or something. I don't know what you expect me to do, uh, but it's absolute belief system, absolute BS what some people think about what I'm doing here. And just know that I love you. And that uh, that's the only thing I can do to battle that ignorance and battle this system because it's it's taken the minds. And that literally is what I'm talking about, about the negative alien agenda. Uh, the God of this world has built a construct that it's okay for you to sit there and play your PlayStation and go stream Call of Duty and take tips for that. But somebody's here reading the Bible and well, they're the con man. Uh, and so that, that is, that is literally an illness, an illness within the mind that needs to be treated. And, and I hope you guys know that I mean that in love. That is why I'm showing up here. And the more comments I get like that, the harder I go on this, you know, it's like, I'll launch another product tomorrow. Cool. Let's do it. Like you need what I have. I know you need it or I wouldn't be doing this. The world needs it. People aren't selling the courses I'm selling. People aren't doing the cool yoga shirts that I'm making. People aren't doing the community that, that we have here. I have a free community and I have a paid community. The paid community is the most incredible people in there. We are full of love and light and we take care of each other and we meet every week. The free community, we have more jerks in that community than we do on the public forum because sometimes somehow they feel like they have got a free group and they can just show up and be a jerk or they don't even interact with it. So there's something activating about using this system for good. And that's exactly what we're doing here. So thank you guys. You guys that get it, you get it. You that don't, you don't. So many are called and few are chosen. I mean, I think, again, that's self-explanatory. I think it's beautiful uh, that we're all called. But it's like, are you willing to deconstruct? Are you willing to step into it and say, yes, I'm willing to give up anything, anything that I can find the truth, that I can find life, that I can find the light. Um, and many, many people will tell you, oh, it's just in Jesus. Just go, go talk to Jesus. Where's he at? You know, it's his message. 
and it's the the entity of the Christ, the consciousness of the Christ within us. So, uh, so Krishna is the Hindu manifestation of the supreme being. He's present within the Bhagavad Gita, which is this epic story um, of our protagonist Arjuna, and he is going into battle and realizes that his friends and family are all on the other side of the battlefield, and he goes, "Wait a minute, I don't want to do this." And Krishna, the Supreme Lord, which is the manifestation of the Supreme Being, um, or one of the manifestations, um, uh, is actually his chariot driver. And uh, he's like, has this whole like deep philosophical, metaphysical conversation, explains the nature of reality, incarnations, reincarnations, uh, manifesting, explains um, all of the different energy centers in the body explains the different levels of consciousness explains ignorance good uh, and passion the three modes that i just talked about um, a lot of my understandings of the message of jesus come out of the bhagavad-gita because um, it's it's very much the same language and very very similar type message it makes a whole lot more sense uh, to understanding the authentic message of jesus so uh, so is Krishna God or another aspect of God? Uh, you would probably be better off asking a Hindu because I'm I am what I would say very very new to this. Uh, but in my understanding, Krishna is the uh, physical manifestation of God, just as Jesus was the physical manifestation of God. Some people have theorized that Jesus and Krishna are the exact same. Jesus, Buddha, Krishna are all the same incarnations, different or the same entity reincarnated. Uh, that they're all channeling the Supreme Being, speaking on that behalf from a higher order of extraterrestrial or intergalactic entities that are directly plugged into Source, um, manifesting that good or what we would call the will of the Father throughout the galaxies. So anyway, that's a big, big intergalactic view of it. So if you want to think about it just on more of a, a, a esoteric terms, you can think about uh, that story of Krishna being uh, an archetype for how God might manifest to us as a friend who's going to walk us through a hard time in life. So there's a lot of really cool ways to look at it. I think the best way to understand Krishna would be to read the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita. If you go read that, it's absolutely beautiful. One of my favorite spiritual texts I've ever read. And I think it's very, very enlightening if you're trying to find some answers. So reading that in conjunction with like the Gospels is really, really enlightening, I think. So uh, if Jesus was alive now, uh, he would also break every law uh, of the NWO, natural healing, free water, food. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, great name, by the way. Um, yeah, like uh, that's another name for it. The NWO, by the way, that negative alien agenda, NAA. NWO, um, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the beast system, you know, whatever you want to call it. Again, these are all different names for the same thing. We all want to argue this is this and that's that. There's only a handful of concepts and those concepts are pretty universal and they run through all these different traditions, but different people put different emphasis on different parts of them. And you got to zoom out and get a big old macro macro view of everything um, you know, we're all zoomed in so close looking at little pieces and we forget the bigger narrative. So, uh, to me, we've got to really focus on the big narrative, um, to try to understand all things. So I hope you, I hope this is making sense. I'm going a little longer today than normal because this is an important message. It's on Sunday. Everybody's doing church today. And if you didn't do church today, then 
you know, maybe this message hit you up and you're like, whoa, this is a, this is a trip today. Uh, and I hope, I hope that helps, you know, I hope this is, um, and so Inky or NK, uh, Inky, um, however you want to say it, I'm from West Texas and I get corrected on my, my grammar all the time. That's cool. Um, but you know, he ties into all this too. If you go way back to the original mythologies, the Sumerian mythologies, um, then you understand in, uh, Inki and Enlil and kind of the battle between the brothers. And Jesus is very, very much the Enki energy in all of this. Um, could they be the same entity? Could that be Krishna and Jesus and Buddha and all the ascended masters throughout history? Quite possibly, quite possibly. Because uh, I'm pretty sure... Um, that uh i have no idea what tls means uh dad forever can you decipher that in here i'm sorry um not sure what that means um as3 says i worship aliens hey you're, you're welcome to worship whatever you want um let's see it always helps blessings to your soul thank you kathy i appreciate it so um let's see anyone can have a christ-like mind it's a matter of detoxing the self yeah definitely clearing out the ego living in the heart chakra, service to others. Uh, what was the spiritual book called? Um, oh, the Bhagavad Gita. So the Bhagavad Gita is like part of the, it would be like part of the Hindu canon of spiritual texts, kind of like the Bible is part of the Western Christian, uh, you know, tradition, and it's got a bunch of different books in it. So this would be like one of those spiritual books. It's actually from a much bigger book called the Mahabharata, uh, I think I'm saying that right. Um, and it is like, if you think the Bible's thick, this one's like, I think it would fill up like my whole bookshelf behind me. Um, but it's like the big, big epic. And there's a whole lot more in that. But the, the Bhagavad Gita is like a piece of that. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful. So go check it out. Um, it's on my website as well. I've got the translation that I like. You can just click on uh, spiritual bookshop and it'll take you over there. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, Sean says, wow, you're correct about the Mahabharata. Okay, good. I'm glad I said it right. I couldn't remember, um, I learn all these different things and, you know, you only have so much time. I, and you guys think I'm joking that I spend 12 hours a day on this. Like I really do. You can ask my wife. I mean, even if we're watching a movie, I'm on my phone researching stuff. I'm answering comments. I'm uploading videos at like midnight still. I lay in bed till three in the morning some nights answering comments just to try to get through them for the day. Like I literally spend my freaking life doing this. So like for anyone to tell me that I don't deserve success for this, I mean, I don't know what you, what your definition of success is, but this is mine. This is mine that I get to communicate with you guys that we get to share this, that I have the authority, the ability and the grace to be able to share a message about extraterrestrials and God and about ancient epics and mythologies and faith, spirituality, paranormal, all of the above. Like how crazy is that? You talk about a weirder reality, like live in my shoes for one day. This is wild guys. And I'm thankful it's because of you guys. I get to do this. So thank you. Um, Sean says, Oh, you deserve all this success. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Uh, road says, that's why I'm here. Thank you guys. Uh, you're, uh, walking the walk and it's beautiful. So cool. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate you, my friend. Uh, you do what some can't do research. Yeah, absolutely. Anita. 
so research is, is not easy to do. It takes time. It takes effort. And as I'm doing in the Anunnaki series, which this is loosely a part of, I'm going to put it in that playlist. This is kind of loosely a part of that series. Um, that is one of the hardest research projects I've ever done because finding the authentic texts is almost impossible. Um, it is, it's really, really deep to like go in and read about Enki and Enlil and then like in certain versions of the text, it's like Anu and somebody else. Like it's not the same names because different pantheons have the different names for them. So a lot of what you see online is OPO, other people's opinions. And that's why I really try to go to like the public domain, the origin of the text, and then try to decode it for ourselves in the best way we can. So, um, let's see. Amy Taylor says, just seeing you likely for the second time ever. Uh, I stand in support of what you're saying. Spiritual people deserve and need to make a living. Thank you, my friend. God bless you, Amy. Uh, appreciate you being here. Um, you can hit the little plus on Facebook. I'm also on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Anchor. So you can listen to this every single day in your car. Um, you can even watch the video podcast on Spotify. So I'm literally everywhere if you want to go check it out. Um, I really appreciate the support. And it's all on my website, cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Always go through cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. That'll forward you to my stand.store, standstore, slash cubcooker. There's a lot of copycats out there. We've had, there's, I think, 18 different copycat accounts on TikTok. I've reported every single one of them. TikTok has not taken them down. I doubt that they will. I'm working on getting verified across the board. We've grown fairly quickly, and it's just going to take time for verification and all of that to catch up. I've been denied three times for verification on several different platforms. Um, and told, yeah, you'll get verified soon. Just keep at it and come back. I think they have like a threshold of, it's probably, I'm guessing a year that you're a creator and you do this, you know, of a certain amount of followers. I've been doing this for longer, much longer than a year. Um, but I haven't had like the mass adoption of what I'm talking about, um, with all the followers that we have now. So we're at over half a million followers on all the platforms, but Again, still go to my main website. You can click on the icons for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. You can click on the uh, uh, podcast logo there, everything, to find my official accounts. Again, just because there's copycat ones, I want to help protect you. Make sure you go through my official links. So, All of which is in my profile, my bio, all of that good stuff. So, um, I do want to read a couple more verses here before I jump off. Uh, like a moth to a flame here in John twelve thirty two, it says, and if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Again, Jesus being the light, drawing people to him. In Psalm 146, three through five, it says, don't put your trust in princes in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs and returns to the earth in that very day. His thoughts perish Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in Yahweh, his God. Another reminder that God, or the God of this world, or the OT God, whatever you want to call him, again, Yahweh, Enlil, Yaldabaoth, many, many different names throughout history, 
that that God of this world that we just loosely consider God, he's printed on our money, all of those things, that he's not corroborating Jesus, the Son of Man, the light of the world. Um, and then John twelve thirty six says, While you have light, believe in the light, that you may become children of light. Jesus said these things, and he departed and hid himself from them. Again, believe in the light, you may become children of the light. All of this with light, light, light. Um, a God in darkness. Again, I said Yahweh said that he would dwell in thick darkness. And then Isaiah 45 says, I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places so that you may know that I am Yahweh. Again, more, more data, more data, like it's all there. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify these things to you for the assemblies. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And bright and morning star directly correlates to Isaiah 14 where it says, O Lucifer, son of the morning, or in the World English Bible, shining one, son of the dawn. I mean, how would that be any different? You know, I mean... Bright and morning star, son of the dawn, son of the morning. The esoteric language and understanding is there. People struggle because it's not verbatim. But we have to remember we're dealing with Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament, uh, the words of Jesus, originally Aramaic. Then they are translated. Then we get the Latin Vulgate. Then we get, um, you know, we've got the, the Greek uh, understanding of them. So you've got all these different translations, retranslations. Then it's all been chopped up. Then you got a group of men that decided what God wanted, you know, and you got to think what God were they doing it in the name of? Yeah. Did God get what he wanted? Yeah. The God of the world got what he wanted, but the light and the truth was still preserved in it. That's ultimately what I'm saying here, guys, is that the God of the world got what he wanted. And that's still there in the Bible. People have always said, well, can't, can't a, a powerful God, you know, get what he wants in the Bible and preserve what he wants in it. Yeah. He did, and it's very confusing. It's out of order, out of context. You have to read between the lines. You have to look at what I called earlier the underlick or that undertone, that esoteric thread that runs through all of it. You have to tie it to all the mythologies. You have to apply metaphysics to it to try to understand the authentic reality that runs through the Bible. Again, that's nothing against your tradition, your religion, your faith. It's just It just is. You know, Anyone that just reads the Bible goes, oh, yeah, I understand it. You know, if it's the most important thing in the universe, why is it not easier to understand? Well, what I'm telling you is actually easier to understand because all it requires is an open heart, an open mind, and an authentic approach that, hey, the most important thing to me is discovering the authentic reality and attaining the supreme being. That's what's most important. And if you approach it with that and you mean it with your heart and your soul and your being, you'll get it. And it, and it might ruin your life, by the way, because it ruined my life, my normal life, but it gave me a new life, a life that I wouldn't trade for anything right now. So uh, when I tell you guys this, this is not easy. Um, it, it requires deconstruction, but that doesn't mean destruction. That just means you're taking it apart piece by piece and you're looking at what is, not what fear or doctrine or dogma tell you, but you're looking at what is. Sean says, did Jesus play the role as Lucifer? Yeah, absolutely, Sean. That's that's what I'm sharing today. Um, and then reworking the idea of 
who is Lucifer? Why do we think Lucifer is one thing when the Bible depicts him as another? It's because we have a narrative spun around it. So, um, and then we get into, um, yeah, I didn't even finish the Lucifer verse. Let me finish that because that was a big part of the title today. So reading in Isaiah 14, 12 through 21, how you have fallen from heaven, shining one, son of the dawn. Again, tying directly to Jesus, Jesus being the bright and morning star. Uh, even in Revelation, uh, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify of these things for you and your assemblies. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. So boom, tied together there. How you were cut down to the ground who laid low the nations. And again, right there, laid low the nations. If you read that, um, you can go to like Bible Hub and stuff and read the Greek on it. Um, and you can even look into that of who laid low. Uh, who laid low the tribes, who laid low the nations, or basically brought, the way I read it was it brought unity where there was separation. Here you see laid low the nations. But the way I interpreted it and read it in the Strongs was like it basically brought unity to what was like categorized or separated. You may read something different, but that was kind of my little download on it. You said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Again, Jesus said that. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. We see that in Revelation. I will sit on the mountain of assembly in the far north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. You shall be brought down to Sheol. We know that Jesus was taken down. He descended before he ascended. He went to set the captives free. We know that. Uh, those who see you will stare at you. Everyone stared at him and said, is this the man who made the earth tremble? We know there was an earthquake and the veil was torn upon his crucifixion. Um, he who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its cities, um, who didn't release its prisoners to his home. Again, they were accusing him like from day one of like, are you really going to set us free from Rome? Like what, when did your kingdom come? Like what's going on? If you watch, uh, it's called Mary Magdalene. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. It's on Netflix, I believe, or one of those networks. Um, it's a fantastic depiction of the esoteric revelation of Jesus and understanding who the Essenes were, who Mary Magdalene was, um, and really seeing that Jesus was bringing an esoteric kingdom. And, and even Judas in this is upset because his family isn't coming back. The family that died is not being raised from the dead in front of him. And Jesus is like, you don't understand what my kingdom is. Like, you are not getting it. And then that's why Jesus, you know, um, and Judas, you know, fell away from each other. So that's just, again, an artistic representation. But I think it's pretty relevant in light of more what Jesus probably would have been like when he was here. You know, none of us know. But all the kings of the nation sleep in glory. Everyone in his own house. But you are cast away from your tomb like an abominable branch. That's interesting. Jesus always talked about, you know, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. Like he was always tied to a branch somehow. We know that the tomb couldn't contain him. He was risen, right? He was cast out of his tomb. He was clothed with the slain. We know that he was there with other criminals on the cross when he had done no, uh, you know, literal wrong. He was just uh, an enemy of the machine, right? Uh, who are thrust through with the sword, okay? The sword, spear, however you want to translate it here. Um, we know Jesus was thrust through. Um, we, we read that at the crucifixion. Uh, who, who will go down to the stones of the pit like a body trodden underfoot? 
you will not join them in burial because you have destroyed your land. Now, he did not join them in burial, right? He was isolated in his own tomb, and then he ascended. Um, and then it says, you have unalived your people. How many martyrs were there for him, right? Uh, the offspring of evildoers will not be named forever. Now, again, this is Yahweh's judgment on, this is coming through Isaiah. This is a prophecy that Yahweh is speaking through him. You know, if you read Isaiah, you kind of understand how this is like a really prophetic book. Um, and so this is Yahweh's like judgment against this shining one, the son of dawn. And again, why we haven't made that connection to Jesus himself, I do not understand. Uh, because for me, it's impossible to follow what we traditionally consider as God and actually be a devotee and a follower of Jesus. Those are, in my opinion, my understanding, from my research, those are two completely different things. Uh, now, again, I believe in preserving both. I do, because I think you have to have both. Um, but Jesus said, put new wine in new wineskins and old wine in the old wineskins. That way you don't burst. You know, if you put new wine in an old wineskin, it'll burst it, right? Um, think about what that means, guys. Think about it. Like, let's preserve both, okay? That's why I can sit here and love and respect. I've got friends that are Baptists, that are Methodists, that are Jewish, that are Muslim, that are Hindu. I have friends that are agnostic, atheist, New Age. Um, I have friends that are on the fence. I, and, and I mean that, guys. Like, people I really love. Like, I'm not trying to change them. we got to quit trying to change each other and focus on raising our own consciousness, which by proxy raises the consciousness of those around us. They either look at us and go, that person's crazy, or they go, what, what do you got? Like, th I think you got some real oil there. What's that about? That's what I'm talking about. So anyway, um, let's see. Thank you for the, the, the balloons. Yes. Uh, rocket rocket sent some, uh, some spy balloons for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, probably shouldn't say that on here. I don't want to, you know, get the video uh, on watch or anything. Well, I want it to be watched, but, you know, that's probably a hot topic right now to talk about. But thank you. Uh, well received, my friend. Um, I got I got you, my friend. I appreciate it. So, um, so the Anunnaki are Yahweh. Uh, Wolverine says, you know, I mean, the Anunnaki, if you think about the Anunnaki, you have Enki, which is like the light bearer he's the one that wants uh, this is inky in my opinion um uh, he wants humanity to ascend he has love in his eyes he, he wants to manifest himself as a human and continue to come into the matrix and ascend humanity uh and then you have his brother Enlil, who wants to enslave humanity keep him caught in a reincarnation cycle um so think about that like you know anunnaki is an allegory for uh, any kind of higher evolutionary beings that may have created, made, terraformed, or genetically modified our planet. We have to understand. we got to grow up our understanding from some of these ancient documents and go, what does this mean in light of like our, our really base understanding of technology and science right now compared to these entities? Why would they have been worshipped? Of course they would have been worshipped. You come down in fire and smoke and you deliver a bunch of tablets as as a moral law, and then you start unaliving people that you're not happy with, yeah, people are going to worship you. Yeah, they're going to bring you food. Yeah, they're going to bring you gold and virgins and whatever. By the way, all that's in the Old Testament. Go look it up. Um, 
So that's where I see this as a literal battle of extraterrestrial gods. And you have some of the extraterrestrial gods who are of the light, who are the light bearers, who are the Federation of Light. They want humanity to ascend, fully embody the Brahman, the spirit, the father, the mother, the divine energy that is the supreme being of the universe and fully become part of it. Um, and that's what I believe. So um, that may be, yeah, hippie, demonic, whatever, you know, <clears throat> belief system. But um, but it's my belief system. So And no, I don't think it's demonic. Uh, it's manifest nothing but love and light in my life. Now, it's not an easy message to share every day. But personally, it's helped me love and accept myself more and by proxy love and accept others a whole lot more that I never was able to do following traditional doctrine and dogma. So that's my testimony. This has kind of been my testimony video today. Um, you guys know a whole lot more about my testimony if you watch everything. But I wanted to share a bit about how my heart approaches this um, and how much in darkness I was even before 2020 before I really agreed to do this thing. It was like that was the trade-off that the activator in my life that finally woke me up, allowed me to step into my power, into my truth, and actually love myself and others um, and quit being the way I used to be. That's that was That was the catalyst for me is like really agreeing with source that, hey, I'm ready. I want the authentic reality and I'm done with the BS, the belief systems. I'm done with being in sin patterns that I absolutely hate, trying to ruin my marriage, drinking all the time, uh, poisoning my body with cigarettes, you know, all of this stuff that I was doing. Uh, and I don't, I haven't stopped doing any of that out of doctrine or dogma. I stopped because I'm literally allergic to it. Like there is no place for that within the light within me. I wouldn't like, why would you, why would I, you know, sit there and down a 12 pack? Like, it would absolutely hurt my body. It would absolutely hurt my spiritual understanding. Like it would, it would take away this natural high that I have all the time. Like that's what people are missing. Everybody's trying to stop something instead of agreeing to give up everything, go home, sell it all, pick up your cross and follow me type thing. That's a whole nother level guys. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. That, that doesn't mean anything that I'm like, you know, um, some, some guy that's like, Oh, you know, Cubs so perfect. And he can share this message cause he's perfect and he gets it. And nobody else does guys. It's cost me everything. I've been, I've been everything to all people. I've been a, the best friend and the worst friend. I've been the best husband and the worst husband. Um, I've been, um, I've been very healthy and I've been very unhealthy. I've been, you know, again, I've been everything. I, I get it. Like I've lived on all sides of that stuff. So, um, I hope you, I hope you see that this is coming from a lot of experience, both good and bad. Um, and I, I, I don't bring this to you as just some hippie who heard a popular message. Uh, and by the way, go search for this and it's kind of hard to find this information. I'm one of the few people sharing it in this authentic, complete way. And so I do want to end the message today just saying that this is this is data that I do research and I find myself. I flow and channel whatever this is that comes through me. I believe it's the supreme being, the light, the love. Um, and I just come here authentically every day. And this is not like I heard 
someone's new age video that sounded cool and decided to do my own spin on it. This is coming a lot of sacrifice, a lot of expense personally, a lot of deconstruction, a lot of shadow work, and a lot of building the light within me and allowing it to come through that I never agreed it could come through because I thought I had to be something else or I thought religion had to be this or I thought I had to be you know, a certain way that that looked humble somehow or what like I don't know I don't know what it was just really weird patterns that I thought I had to be like so um anyway um lots of good comments now thank you guys I appreciate you love is the answer absolutely Marlene said it best love is the answer amen my friend uh Beverly thank you for watching Wayne thank you for watching Anthony thank you for being here Matthew thank you for being here Matthew says, uh, I'm a beacon. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate that, my friend. Uh, Senka says, same here. Thank you, guys. I love you. God bless you. Seriously, thank you for the gifts. Thank you for uh, your time today. Thank you for showing up on a Sunday and hearing this uh, this crazy message, right? Um, but here we are. So I will, be, um, I will be here tomorrow. I will be here... Um, no, I'll be here Tuesday. Excuse me. Tomorrow's Monday. I normally take Mondays off uh, to get my stuff together for the week. So, um, but I'll be here Tuesday through Sunday, all day, every day. I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful day, and I will see you Tuesday. Thank you for your support. Um, go check out the shorts, by the way. Like I've got shorts on YouTube, reels on Facebook, TikToks on TikTok. Instagram reels over on Instagram, um, wherever you can find them. If you just want more of the daily doses, you can get that too, as well as the long form podcast. So thanks for letting me, uh, go on today. Um, I hope this has been an enlightening message for a lot of people. Uh, if you do have questions, join me in the free Facebook group. And if you want to join as a supporter, check out the mythos group through my website or the charisma light warrior Academy where I promise to take you deeper than you've ever gone into your own consciousness, into spirituality, and into being a practitioner that actually has the power, potential, and will to change the world and illuminate it and raise the consciousness of humanity. I love you guys. Jason says, join Mythos. Yes, absolutely. Marlene says, light for all. Marlene says, uh, gracias. Thank you, Marlene. Bless you from forenoon. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeffrey, thanks for being here. Ara, thanks for being here. We still had a lot of people on. Anyway, I hate to jump off, but I appreciate you guys. I do need to go see my wife for dinner. So I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Peace.